welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. Get paid for your pad. 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 This episode is brought to you by Hostly, a company that helps you make beautiful guidebooks for your listing, especially for get paid for your pad listeners. Get two free months of their premium version. For more details, visit hostfully.com slash pad. Welcome another episode of Get Paid for Your Pad. And today I'm going to talk all about cleaning. And as everybody knows, this is a very important subject. It's very important to have a very, very clean space when you're hosting on Airbnb. And so I found an expert who can teach us a lot about how to really optimize your space and clean it. So welcome Neil Parak. He is the CEO and founder of Made This, which is a cleaning and turnover service for Airbnb hosts. So Neil, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Ash, for having me. Excited to be here. How's, uh, how's life? You're in California, right? Yeah, based in California, sunny California, so can't complain. Uh, getting into summertime, which means that we're going to get pretty, pretty busy with vacation rentals, as I'm sure you know. So just gearing up for that. And, and how about yourself? Awesome. Well, I am in Saint Petersburg in Russia. It's uh, it's pretty cold, even though it's May. I think <laughs> I think it was still freezing last night. So, um, <laughs> but you know, I'm uh, I'm I'm hanging in there. It's a beautiful, hey. it's a beautiful city. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of fun things to do here. And that's the beauty of your life, right? You could just pack up and move to California and, and come hang out with me in person if it does get cold over there. So <laughs> I think you're doing it right, Jasper. Yeah, that's. I mean, I will actually be doing that uh, in the summer. I'll definitely come down to California. Yeah. Awesome. So we have a lot to discuss as, uh, you know, cleaning is, is very important. I think the number one complaint from guests in the accommodation industry, whether it's hotels, Airbnb, or any other sorts of accommodations, is that the place wasn't 100% clean. And so there's a lot to cover. Uh, we came up with a bunch of discussion points that will be most valuable to talk about. So let's uh, let's go down that list and start with, you know, how do you find a reliable cleaner? That's a good question. I think that's probably the most important thing you can have, especially for peace of mind. You need reliability more than anything. And the way I always say it when we're trying to find our own cleaners is finding someone reliable with a good attitude you could trust is better than finding a fantastic cleaner because you can train cleaning, but you can't train reliability. Um, so having a reliable cleaner is probably the most key thing you could have for your unit. So cleaners in general, um, let's say you're just trying to find the cheapest one to go on Craigslist and you, and you find a cleaner over there and you're like, perfect, this is, this is set. If that cleaner happens to flake one time, you're going to be scrambling to try and find somebody else and that person might not be trained on your place. So Finding reliable cleaner, again, I, I think it's one of the most key things you could do. So if I was to give a recommendation to a host on how to do that, I would recommend a couple things. One, you could, shameless plug, you could work with a company like ours, which uh, always has cleaners on hand and, and we cover it for you. If you're going to try and find cleaner yourself, what you could do is go through the normal channels. Let's say Craigslist, post on job sites, indeed.com. You could go on Yelp and find companies. Um, 
I would first try out one cleaner and always have one cleaner and a backup cleaner in case one falls through and both of them should be trained. So how to find a reliable cleaner, I, I, I don't think I would add, recommend anyone just leave that one. I would recommend everyone at least have one primary cleaner and a backup cleaner, both of which are trained on your unit. Awesome. And so, you know, you're talking about training them. Well, what, what does that mean exactly? Yeah, it's, it's a good question. So vacation rental cleaning is a lot different from regular residential cleaning. Most cleaners you're going to find are going to be trained in regular residential, meaning going into a normal house where a family lives and just sprucing it up and getting it ready for the family. That's the more traditional way. Uh, and Jasper, I'm sure you've seen a bit of a shift in the last couple of years in what customers' expectations are with vacation rentals, right? Before it was, hey, you're walking into someone's home and you know it's not going to be perfect, but it, it's kind of okay. And over the last couple of years, we at least have seen guests are expecting hotel standard cleaning. So you want someone who is able to clean at hotel standard and keep an eye out for things. Um, so when you train them, it, it'd be on specifically making sure certain things are detailed that you want, making sure that there is no food in the fridge, the dishes are put away, and pretty much training them to think as if it's a hotel, not just that they're cleaning somebody's home. Um, so I think I think the shift in the mindset is something you need to train the most because, to be honest, most cleaners you're going to find are just very used to just cleaning regular homes. So you can't just throw them in there and say, you know, clean it because they need to keep an eye out for, for damages, low supplies, any problems, and, and be a little bit more on the critical thinking side. I think it's a really important point. Uh, I remember when I started hosting on Airbnb, uh, my cleaning lady, who I'd known for for a long time, who had been cleaning my house even when I was living there, you know, she she works in hotels, huh. right? So she's used to that hotel standard. But even then, I still would get uh, some small complaints every now and then, you know? And it, it really kind of uh, surprised me a little bit, like how, you know, how picky people are as a guest, you know, when it comes to cleaning. But then at the same time, I know that when I'm staying somewhere, and I'm not the cleanest person in the world, to be honest, <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, when I'm staying somewhere, I also really appreciate when it's like really, really clean. And it's just because, you know, you don't really want to visualize somebody else using the same space, like, you know, even as short as like a couple hours ago or the day before, especially when it comes to the bathroom or the bed. So, you know, I think it's, I think it's pretty, pretty hard actually to, to never get any complaints about, about cleaning, you know, there's, I mean, even one little hair in the bed, everything can be spotless and one little hair could completely ruin the experience <laughs> and, get, and get you complaints. So, oh so I, I, I totally agree that, uh, you know, you have to be very, very disciplined about, about the cleaning. You have to train, uh, your, your personnel very, very well and really make them aware, maybe even like, have them stay at, an, at somebody else's Airbnb or something, or just yeah. do something to to really make them aware and have them understand like what you're dealing with. I think that's a great point. Yeah, and one one thing on that is <laughs> just for the audience is you know realize these are humans doing it. So like as much as I would personally even love for there never to be a mistake for us for the cleaners to catch every single piece of hair, <laughs> the fact is it's just not going to happen. There's going to be times where there's there's some small miss. And you just kind of have to live with it, right? Um, so I think also for hosts, just being a little bit open-minded, train them as much as you can, but realize that, hey, things aren't always going to work out. But that's that's kind of the nature of human error and cleaning, uh, really, especially when you get into really filthy Airbnb situations, as I'm sure we've all had. So I think that when it comes to cleaning, there are certain areas that are more important than others, right? I think yep. the, the toilets, uh, the bathrooms, and and the bedrooms. I think those are probably the most important ones, the kitchen maybe as well. But mm -hmm. I mean, 
you know, if the toilet isn't completely clean, like people, you know, people get very, uh, very upset about that. So let's, yeah. let's talk a little bit about those, those areas. Like what, what do you think is, is important to, to keep in mind when it comes to those areas? Yeah, that's a, that's a fantastic question. I think you nailed the top three points literally in order. The bathroom is number one, because the last thing you want to see is someone else's hair on the toilet or hair in the shower. It just kind of sets the wrong impression, right? Like that, that's literally the last thing you'd want to see as a guest. So having the bathroom pristine is going to be number one. What we have found is to make the best first impression is having the beds very professionally made. So we, we do something kind of like called military tuck, which is essentially a hotel standard uh, bed making where you tuck in the corners and make the beds seem very crisp. Uh, what, what I see happening is people will, the guests will walk in and they check out the bed for the first, right? You know, you're excited to go check out the bedrooms and pick out the bedroom if you want to. And if the bed is made very nicely, you know, no, no hairs on on anything and it's tucked in very nicely, it kind of sets the impression for the entire place. They kind of think, well, if the bed's made nicely, you know, almost everything is going to be good. And so because of that, it, what kind of happens, and maybe this is me talking a little bit too psychologically, but I think it's a bit more of a confirmation bias where as long as they see the bed and bathroom are pristine, then maybe they'll tend to overlook some other small flaws. But if those two things aren't done properly to begin with, they're going to start to go around and notice all the other things missed in the place. And one little detail that I learned about a while ago that I thought was really interesting is, you know, when you have the toilet rolls, um, using like those little stickers that you put on the toilet roll to to indicate that the roll hasn't been used yet. I thought that was a you know a very uh, nice little detail to to create that first impression because I mean if you walk into a toilet and you see that that also probably sets really good expectations, right? Yeah, that's that's such a good idea. We um, our cleaners do like a folding thing, but I think stickers are even better to be honest. We have we have one lady which is pretty funny. She loves origami, so a little bit strange. But when she <laughs> when she does the uh, the toilet paper folding, she makes it very intricate. And we've gotten comments how how much guests love something like that around the toilet paper. So it, it, it is interesting you mentioned that too. Yeah, this reminds me of some of the hotels that I've stayed in Asia, and I think in Asia in particular, they're very very good about these type of little details. You know, they can fold towels into swans. They can, you know, they can create all sorts of like animals and and figures with towels, but also with with other stuff. And uh, you know, they they have a really a nice eye for for detail out there. Have you ever had such an experience? Yeah, it's it's it always is nice when you walk in. It's like it's a pleasant surprise, right? All you want to do as a host is surprise and delight. And the little little things you can do, especially with cleaning, can change the opinion of the entire stay for the guests. And one of those things, like you mentioned, is doing something simple as something you know detailed on the toilet paper, right? That could that could set the impression completely. And I think we've both been in situations where you're walking out a hotel and you see something kind of cool like that, and then it just sets the tone for the entire stay. What about the smell? You know, of the place. You know, I I know that uh, one hotel that I used to stay in that I was my favorite hotel for a while. It's called the Shangri La Hotel. Uh -huh. uh, it's a hotel brand, a hotel chain in in Asia. And one of the reasons I really liked this hotel was when you walk into the lobby of this hotel, there's always this like really nice fresh smell. It's a very distinct and and subtle smell. Like it's not very strong, but I mean. Every time I walk into that hotel, I, you know, it brings that association back. And you know, I know that there's uh, there's people who put out like smells or like there's different devices that you can put in your room that every every minute or so it will you know it'll uh, it'll push out like a little bit of odor. Did you guys use any any of those type of things? 
So usually our cleaners just have a, um, a hand air freshener. So right before they leave, they'll just do one little spray in the middle of the living room, and, that, and that's kind of it. Um, I, I love the idea that you just mentioned of just the automatic dispensers, and I think maybe that's something I should recommend to most hosts to do. It's probably the easiest thing to do so you don't rely on someone else remembering to keep the place fresh. You just always do it. And they're super cheap, right? Like a, a buck or two bucks pretty much to have that, and, and uh, it kind of sets the tone. Yeah, I, I like that idea a lot. And we do just a small freshener, but to be honest, having a constant freshener is probably going to set the tone the best. Another really important aspect of a clean space, I think, is and you mentioned the bed. The, the bed should be made really well. What about the color of the sheets? Good question. So I do have strong opinions about this, and I, I didn't think before I started this company, I'd ever have strong opinions about colors of sheets, but I do have a strong opinion about this. White sheets look the best. The problem is you're probably going to spend the most money because they're going to get stained the most and they're going to be ruined the most. Uh, it's just generally how it happens, but they do look the best. Um, I prefer somewhat of a not dark color, but something which can potentially hide longer term stain. So oftentimes I tell people to get light gray sheets uh, and especially light gray towels. Towels, I don't know what it is, but it seems that we, every time we walk into a place which oftentimes has girls in it, they use the towels to take off their makeup. Uh, and if you have white towels, it's going to completely ruin it. Versus if you have slightly colored towels, you can actually get most of it out and still salvage the towel. So I would actually advise against white towels unless you're okay with you know paying more because you're going to have to probably replace it more. Um, but it does look better. So that's the pros and cons. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts about that? Well, I definitely think that white linen is, is the best because... When you walk into a room and you see white linen that's that's clean, then you know for sure it's clean, right? Mm. If, it, if it's a darker color, it might look clean, but you know that people are aware that you can hide things, right, with the, with the darker colors. So it's an interesting topic because I definitely think that white linens are, are probably the best choice. But at the same time, like you said, you're probably going to spend more money on uh, on washing and replacing them, right? However, yeah. white stuff you can wash at a really high temperature, so that's good. But then at the same time, I think when you wash something at like uh, a really hot temperature, then it also damages the fabric. So you have to replace it, you know, sooner than you would otherwise. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, I don't know if there's a, I don't really have a definite answer. Like it depends yeah. a bit on the situation too. Like if you're renting out the place for like 400 bucks a night, you know, then, then you're making uh, plenty of money to to invest in like good linens and to spend a little bit more money on washing them. Yeah. Whereas, exactly. you know, yeah, if you rent out a spare room for like, uh, you know, 50, 50 bucks a night or something, then it's just, you know, it just takes out too big of a chunk of your uh, of your income. Yeah. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think all the high-end places of service to all white linens. And I, I that's probably what I'd recommend if you've been there in a place, you're, you're probably making enough money per night to do that anyway. So... Totally, totally depends on, on the appetite to buy linens. You've heard me talk about Hostly a lot over the past few months. I love sending my beautiful Hostly guidebook to my guests, as it makes me look very professional. I also love including screenshots of my guidebook in my actual Airbnb listing. This helps me stand out from the crowd. Well, now I'm thrilled to announce that I'm a sponsor of the Hostly host program. Twice a month, Hostfully selects a host and features them on their top-ranked blog. This is great promotion for your listing and a cool way to share your favorite local spots to a large audience. What's even cooler is that each Hostfully host gets a free set of organic sheets from the clean bedroom. And now that I'm a sponsor, 
You'll also be featured in my newsletter, my social media feeds, and you get free access to my video course on how to be a great host. For more details and how to apply, visit hostly.com slash hostlyhost. Let's move on to the next topic. So what are some of the biggest pitfalls with cleaning and, and scheduling? What are some of the things that, especially people who are just starting out with Airbnb, I mean, you know, this is one of the questions that comes up the most is, you know, how do you manage your listing? How do you find a good cleaner? And, you know, how do you make sure your place is being turned over well? So what, what are some of the things that people should look out for? Sure. So let's think there's so many ways to answer that question. So I think the, the main answer would go back to what, we talked about initially, Jasper, which is finding reliable cleaners. If you find a reliable cleaner and a backup cleaner and you train them properly from the beginning, um, I think that would set the tone and solve 90% of the problems because they're going to be on the lookout for any issues. And as long as you train them on how to think, uh, most of your issues are going to be solved. This next tip here, which is, to be honest, probably more for the benefit of the cleaners, but it helps out with the cleaning a lot, is I see a lot of beginner hosts put a ton of towels out, a ton of linens out. And I'm sure you know, guests are going to use every single thing you put out. By far, they're going to use everything. So at least on our end, from the cleaner's point of view, if the cleaner gets to unit and the guests used everything, it takes them forever just to do the laundry and they end up missing a lot of other things, which they should have spent extra time doing. Uh, so my rule of thumb to everyone is two towels per bed, one towel if it's a twin, um, and lock away any extra linen. And, that, and that's pretty much it. Because I, I think for us, laundry by far is the biggest problem. And if there's too much laundry, it makes the rest of the cleaning worse because, you know, the cleaner's kind of worried about laundry and there's a certain time period before the next guest checks in. They can't do the small little touches like we talked about, which are so important. So I, in my point of view, too much laundry often causes a lot of problems. Um, so I wouldn't say that's the biggest pitfall. The biggest pitfall is uh, just finding any cleaner and, and thinking they could do vacation rental cleaning when it's very different. And the secondary would be, hey... Tough the cleaner out, try not to put too much linen out. So just to be clear, you recommend uh, two towels per, per bed, uh, per double bed. So that's basically one towel per person, right? Yep, exactly. So the way um, some hosts want uh, want to put it in the bathroom, which is fine. Uh, we have found it, I guess we went along the path of we want the bed to look the nicest possible. So we do a very tight tuck on the bed roll two towels nicely, place it on the bed. And like we mentioned, or like we talked about before, Jasper, the bed, if they look at that and it's the most pristine, it's going to set the tone for the entire stay. So uh, we put the towels on the bed. Uh, is this dependent on the length of the stay or do you always provide one towel per person? We normally always provide one towel per person. Um, I have some hosts who ask to leave some out, which is fine, but... Um, Usually that'd be on the host to decide how many they want to leave out um, or they could let the guests know, hey, just to call them and they could drop off extra towels. But I suppose it does depend on the length of stay. We're just more focused on setting it up uh, for short-term guests. Right. Yeah, because that's, you know, I, I've gotten uh, some feedback from guests in the past who were, who, you know, were staying for a longer time that they thought that one towel was a little, you know, a little... Uh, uh, how to say, uh, not not a lot, basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, they wanted to, to have some more towels. And and so I, I typically look at the length of the stay. If somebody's staying like like a week or more, then I would generally, uh, I would generally just let them know where they can find uh, more towels and kind of let them, you know, use as many as they want. But definitely uh -huh. for like a, a one, two or three night stay, 
yeah, I would be I'd be much more much more strict on the towels because I mean it's definitely true what you said. People use what you give them. I mean, I'm a very bad example of that. You know, like this, because uh, I actually, I actually just stayed at a at the at an Airbnb in the, in Moscow, and this lady, you know, her whole closet was full of towels. There were so many towels, and I actually noticed that every time I walk to the bathroom, I see this this clean, nice, full folded towel, and you know, I could totally use the towel that I used the day before. But you know, it just looks so nice that you, know, you just can't help but but grab one, right? And so I was a little bit embarrassed uh, when I left the place. I'd only been there a week, and you know I used <laughs> I used so many towels, and you know I felt a little bit sorry for the for the host. And I, I, you know I was thinking, as a cleaning that, lady, our poor cleaning ladies have to deal with you, Jasper. Yeah, uh, it's, it's terrible. Um, I'll try to better myself in the future. Uh, but anyway. It, one of the things that I always recommend to hosts do is stay in other Airbnbs, right? I mean, this you just learn so much from you know turning the experience upside down and, and being on the other side of the of the equation. It's uh, it's it's really interesting. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent agree with that because then you start to see things from the guest perspective. So it's not like oh, why is the guest complaining about that? You're kind of like okay, I understand why the guest is thinking that way, and then you could be proactive in, in making sure that's fixed in the unit. And uh, one topic we haven't talked about yet is uh, the restocking of supplies. Do you, do you have any anything to comment on that? So yeah, I, I do. So generally, um, we do restocking of supplies for all hosts, and we, we put out a reasonable number of you know toilet paper, soap, whatever whatever they need. Uh, what I usually advise our hosts to do is keep it somewhere stored if you can't lock it. Uh, at least put it somewhere which is hard to find, so the guests don't kind of get into the supply closet because you never want there to be a question mark of whether the guests or you know, completely using the, using and abusing the supplies. So usually store it somewhere safe. If the ideal case, store it somewhere and you can lock it up, let your cleaner know the code and then have them do restocking of supplies. Um, I do know of some hosts who do the service where, you know, they have the supplies in a nice little packet on the bed waiting for the guest. You can totally do that. And I think it sets a fantastic impression. It's just more so what you want to devote your, your money and resources to. So if anything, at least lock up your supplies, put it somewhere easy for the cleaner to get. Best case, at least lock it and you know make sure that the guests can't get into it. Awesome. Awesome advice. Yeah, you know, I used to provide a lot of stuff to my guests when I was first starting out. Uh, I, w- I went to like a, a wholesale store and bought, I don't know, like hundreds of cans of Coke and soda water and, you know, all sorts of stuff like chocolates. And, and I just put it in the closet. And then, uh, you know, a couple of weeks later... Uh, my cleaning lady, she uh, she sent me messages. She's like, "Hey, uh, you know, we're out of supplies," and I was like, <laughs> I, "I was like, what?" <laughs> I mean, like, you, I mean, seriously. I mean, I had a you know a large stock. I mean, you got to be drinking a lot of soda for you know to finish all that. So I'm I'm pretty sure. <laughs> You know, some some people uh, some people took the liberty of uh, you know just uh, taking some with them, and I may I didn't I guess I didn't communicate it uh, well to my guests that uh, they weren't supposed to do that. Yeah, and I guess let's think about it this way: How often have we taken the soap whenever we're staying at hotel rooms? I've definitely done that, and I'm sure all of us have. So maybe guests just think it's a hotel and they just take everything with them. Guilty. Guilty. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there is there anything else you wanted to uh, to share with regards to cleaning? Anything we've missed? Any pearls of wisdom, let me think. I, I think the overall thing I, w- I would probably want to tell everyone is the Vacation Rentals is a review game, right? The best reviews get the business. Um, and it's so competitive that you need to have your reviews pristine. 
sometimes people try to save money by skimping on the cleaning fee and you know trying to find someone cheap for cleaning. In the long run, I found it'll lose you money because there's other people who have fantastic reviews who are just going to take your spot uh, on Airbnb or these other vacation rental websites. So don't skimp on cleaning. Think about it a lot and make sure it's set up properly from the beginning because that's going to be one of the most defining factors of your reviews, which is, which is the whole game here. Um, so always have primaries and backups. Make sure you're never in a rut or, hey, use a company like ours and then it's always taken care of. So yeah, that's that's the main advice I'd give to anyone. Great advice, great advice. Uh, I definitely always recommend the same thing. Don't economize on, on cleaning because it's maybe like a short, it's a short-term game, a long-term loss, you know? It's uh, it's winning the battle, losing the war kind of thing. Yeah. So great okay. advice. Um, so where's your company? Where's Matis? Where is it located? W which areas do you serve? Sure. So we're in California right now. So we do Los Angeles, Orange County, which is, which is about an hour south of Los Angeles and San Francisco and the rest of the Bay Area right now. Um, so most of mostly California. Eventually, ex plan to expand to different cities around the U.S. Uh, but for now, we are California based. Awesome. And what kind of pricing system do you have? Like, what does it cost if somebody wants to hire your cleaners? Yeah. So, so the cool part is we are complete flat rate. So you could just put that as a cleaning fee to your guests, and you don't have to worry about hourly or things like that. So flat rate based on the size of your home. Uh, laundry is included, so we'll just give you the quote based on your volume, and uh, that's that's pretty much it. We just try and keep it as simple as possible. You, after every um, cleaning, or I sorry, after every guest day, you just book a cleaning with us. We have all of your notes. We try and send you the same cleaners every time. So yeah, pr pretty much trying to make it as simple as possible. Basically. Awesome. And for those uh, the listeners in California who are interested, uh, how can they find you? Yeah, thanks for asking. So you could uh, just type in made this into Google. You could also just email me directly. It's Neil, N-E-E-L, that's N-W-E-L, at madethis.com, M-A-I-D-T-H-I-S.com. Um, for the listeners, even if you have any questions and you're not even in California, you just kind of want to pick my brain. I love hearing from you guys. So feel free to uh, shoot me an email and I can help you guys out. Awesome. Uh, do you have any, any discount coupons that you can uh, provide? You know, just for you, Jasper, because you're asking, I, we will provide discount codes for all of your listeners. So um, the discount code will be posted, I think, in your show notes, but it'll pretty much just be the abbreviation of get paid for your bad. So we'll go and put that in your show notes and your, your listeners will get uh, a discount code off their first cleaning with us. Awesome. Very cool. Uh, so the, the code is GPFYP. Abbreviation of get paid for your pet. Awesome. Well, Neil, thank you so much for joining today. I think it's uh, it's been a very uh, informative and valuable discussion. So you know, great to have you on the show. Uh, good luck with your company, and uh, who knows, maybe we'll chat again in the future. Yeah, maybe I'll meet you in uh, Russia, and then we'll, we'll do some Airbnb out there. Yeah, sounds good. All yeah. right, thanks a lot. And for I the listeners, uh, thanks for listening. I hope you found this episode useful. And next week, we'll be back. And also on, on the first day, there will be the news episode where I'll be discussing the latest in the world of Airbnb. So that's it for now. See you next time. Get paid for your pet. 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 Get paid for your pet.